Hello, and welcome to the first Guernsey Green Finance podcast of 2021. Guernsey is a leading centre of uh, servicing private wealth and private funds, and is a leader in the green sustainable finance field. And as part of that leadership, we're committed to bringing um, to a global audience some major figures, some leading lights from the world of green sustainable finance from around the world. And I'm delighted to be joined today by Mercedes Vela Montserrat, Associate Director, International Affairs, Abu Dhabi Global Market, who will be actually leading and comparing Abu Dhabi Sustainable Finance Forum 2021, the third Sustainable Finance Forum, next week. And I'm delighted to be speaking to you today, Mercedes. We've known each other a fair, fair time. Um, how are you? I'm good. Thank you, Andy. It's a pleasure to be here today. Oh, good. And I uh, just um, sort of looking at my notes, and I think there's one thing I've forgotten to do is introduce myself. I'm uh, um, Dr. Andy Sloan. I'm Deputy Chief Executive here at uh, We Are Guernsey, uh, the promotional body for Guernsey's finance sector. And I chair our sustainable finance group, our sustainable finance initiative, Guernsey Green Finance. Um, so, yes, it's really great to uh, to be with you this morning, uh, Mercedes. I've given away where we're recording. It's this afternoon uh, where, where you are. It's this morning where I am in Guernsey. We've been speaking to various people over the course of the last six months, uh, and we've, we've got a, quite a, a, an audience um, going now. We've just been rated um, as one of the top 10 um, uh, green finance podcasts by the, um, um, it was the it's greenfinanceguide.com. We're alongside MSCI, the Standards and Poor's, the UK Green Finance Institute, Sustainalytics and Refinitiv. So it's been recognised that we're actually speaking to some some real movers and shakers in this field. And Mercedes, we've known each other now for two or three years. You know, we're both members of the FC4S, and that's the United Nations group that brings together sustainable finance centres to share knowledge and learn from each other and really, you know, uh, promote the cause and advocate the cause of sustainable finance. And you've been doing that in the, the Abu Dhabi, in the broader region. And I'm, you know, through that relationship that we've got, I'm really well aware of, of the commitment of sustainable finance of Abu Dhabi. Um, but our listeners possibly, uh, maybe not so, you know. Um, so it's fantastic to, for you to be joining us, to be able to give us a bit of the, you know, the context of that and, you know, uh, and a bit of the backstory to it. You've got the Sustainable fi- uh, Finance Forum next week, part of the Sustainability Week. So for, maybe for a starter for temp, could you give us a bit of, say, the history and the strategic context of the commitment of Abu Dhabi and the broader region to sustainable and green finance? You know, and how does that maybe differ and how does it look to or similar to other places in the world, you know, from your experience of being able to compare notes with lots of different global finance centres? Sure. Thank you, Andy. So perhaps to set the tone here, the, the UAE, Abu Dhabi, but also Dubai, have provided a leadership in their in the respective areas of the sustainability development goals and the Paris Agreement. Just to give you a few examples, Andy, at the policy level, the UAE Vision 2021, the UAE Green Agenda, and the National Climate Change Plan, just a few examples, have already demonstrated the UAE's government's commitment to driving positive economic, social, also environmental outcomes. At ADGM, Abu Dhabi Global Market, and as an international finances center, we have also placed environmental and social objectives at the forefront of our own strategy, with clearly sustainable finance uh, playing an instrumental role in achieving our own objectives. And we continue to do so, Andy, um, during this time of crisis, in part through working closely with our key partners and stakeholders, nationally and internationally, to support Abu Dhabi and the UAE in achieving uh, sustainable finance uh, development and, and climate change objectives. Okay, so 
you know, it's a broad, a general broad commitment. And like I said, um, you know, I've been well aware of it too. But, you know, Abu Dhabi's global markets, you know, you work for those, for that organisation in the broader context. And being an ex-regulator myself, I'm, again, aware, well aware of the Abu Dhabi GM, YDGM, I should say. Um, but what's the agenda that you've got in promoting sustainable finance? Have you got any specific initiatives or frameworks in place? You mentioned, um, you know, there's been quite a lot of work at the policy policy level. Sure. So, so I think in alignment as well with the national initiatives that I previously mentioned, in January 2019, during the first edition of the Abu Dhabi Sustainable Finance Forum, we published our Sustainable Finance Agenda, which outlined our commitments to drive a sustainable finance hub. So the agenda um, has four main pillars. The first pillar very much looks at policy. So how can we integrate sustainability considerations into the regulatory framework? And on that, last year, we published, together with the 10 UAE financial regulators and exchanges in the UAE, the first set of UAE guiding principles, looking at taxonomy, disclosure, and governance. We are also looking at building cooperation with national and international stakeholders. As you know, Andy, there's a great amount of work being done uh, globally. But what we've heard from our stakeholders is that most of this work is very much ad hoc and uncoordinated. So as an international finance center, we want to serve as a platform, a conduit, to bring together all this great work in a coordinated way. So as a result, we published the Abu Dhabi Sustainable Finance Declaration that has now been signed by 41 national, um, international, private and private um, institutions that have committed to work with ADGM to promote and scale up the sustainable finance agenda. The third pillar also looked at fostering communication, knowledge, and awareness. And that's where the Abu Dhabi Sustainable Finance Forum comes in, but also together with ADGM Academy, our sister company, and the London Institute of Banking and Finance, we published the first certificate in sustainable finance in the region. And I guess, so once we've looked at regulation as our first pillar, once we looked and ensured that we are collaborating and cooperating in a coordinated way with different stakeholders. And once we have fostered communication, knowledge, and awareness, that brings us to our four and main pillar, which is about creating a sustainable finance ecosystem in Abu Dhabi, the UAE, and the wider region. Wow. I mean, and if I'm going to sort of like take a bit of an intake, take a breath in there, I mean, genuinely, that's, that, that's a serious amount of work that's already been done, um, you know. I, you know, I, I don't understand a bit glib previously, but um, understanding that you've got 41 uh, global figures signed, you know, firms or, or institutions signed up to a declaration and you've got a four-pillar framework, um, you know, th- there's, there's an awful lot of work that seems to have already been done and it's probably a, you know, not to blow sunshine, like a microcosm of what's just happened in some of the main leading centres. So quite frankly, it sounds as if you're you're right out there with the peloton of what some of the, what I'd say, again, it's always hopelessly European, but some of the leading Western centres are at, you've, you've really, you know, learnt and um, you're at the forefront and it's not just a, 
a catchphrase um, being at the forefront of development for, for you guys there. So, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's incredible stuff. I mean, and in the three and the four pillar framework and, you know, all, all sensible stuff. Have you found you know, that, you, that you've been able to learn from other centres uh, through the UNFC4S and the knowledge share and you've been able to transpose some of the learnings across to, 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 to your work or, you know, and working with um, the Banking Institute sounds like it's, uh, it's um, you know, you're, you're well engaged in, and, and have deep relationships with many, many different global figures. Is that, I mean, I'm not going to put words into your mouth, but it, it, is that the case there? Yeah, indeed, Andy. I mean, in fact, that, that has been instrumental uh, for our work. I mean, when we started working on the agenda, drafting the agenda from scratch, the first thing that we did was to do a benchmarking exercise. So really, what are all their financial centers doing, including yourselves? Uh, what is the UN doing? What is the European Commission doing? China, the US, you name it. And from there, we identify those four main pillars. So there is a commonality, let's say, of, of actions being done all across the world, uh, which I will say, in a way, Europe very much leading. So everybody's very much looking at regulation. We need policies, we need disclosure requirements, we need taxonomy. We need collaboration, we need knowledge, and then we need products. Um, and that what has been doing, and I have to say, it's been a pleasure working with, with you guys, with the UNFC for this. Uh, and thanks to all of that feedback and support, we've been able to launch our agenda. And I'm delighted to say as well that since we launched the agenda back in 2019, a great number of initiatives have been launched in the UAE. Uh, and that has all been highlighted in the State of Sustainable Finance report that we published together with the Ministry of Climate Change last year on, um, on the state of, of sustainability and ESG investing in the UAE. Yeah, I mean, and it sort of lends, you know, lends support to the, the rationale for why the FC4S will be publishing its, you know, its assessment report uh, at the at the forum next week. I mean, so you know, perfectly opposite, uh, uh, you know, platform to do so, particularly kicking off uh, 2021. <laughs> Again, my, my apologies, uh, you know, Mercedes. It's it's just to you know, I, I sort of say these things in a sort of a, one of those sort of a rate of not sort of way, and then take stock and just sort of and let it seep in just the seriousness of the commitment uh, and the work that you guys have been doing. Um, I talking about the work that you guys have been doing. Um, obviously, next week it's uh, the Abu Dhabi Sustainable Finance Forum, part of Abu Dhabi Sustainability Week. Um, you're you're the MC, you're the compare, uh, you're the, you know, the first name on the agenda. I, I, I'm imagining a, a beautiful uh, um, a morning uh, next week in the Middle East, but uh, obviously it's all going to be virtual. But could you maybe um, tell me a little bit more about what you've got planned for next week? It's a perfect uh, uh, timing to be um, broadcasting. Uh, information about it, I guess. Yeah, sure. So, like uh, last year's, or uh, very much building on last year's Abu Dhabi Sustainable Finance Forum, which focused on scaling investments for sustainable development. Um, this year's third edition will continue this discussion clearly, but also will address the, the urgent needs to rebuild the global economy in a more sustainable and equitable way. So the forum, as we did last year, will bring together institutional investors, financial institutions, government officials, regulators and project owners to explore emerging themes. But most importantly, we're looking at identifying sustainable solutions and showcase concrete actions in sustainable finance. So the objective is very much to make tangible progress on moving capital at scale. 
So the event is, is divided into two parts. The first part of the, of the event um, will give an overview of the content, so more of a macro level with high profile speakers from the European Commission. Mark Carney will provide a, um, an overview or a head of Glasgow. We've got Minister of Finance from Luxembourg, Egypt, UAE. Um, and then the afternoon, we'll very much look at specific issues for action. So um, covering specific topics. So we will talk about for example, how sovereign asset owners integrate ESG factors into their investment processes. How do we transition into a sustainable blue economy, blue economy being one of the key priorities of the UAE. But we would also talk about net zero commitments and their impacts, and of course, innovating financing, uh, among other issues. Yeah, it's a packed agenda. Um, you, know, uh, you know, it's a shame not, not to be there in person because this this so much conversations I can imagine that's you know that goes on in the lead up to these sorts of things and also in the fringes but you know very much looking forward to it it's it's a packed agenda but like I said this podcast itself is just going to be brought, you know, released shortly before and one of the um the themes that you just referred to there and it was sort of seen if you could go onto the agenda and it's at adgm.com you can you can find the agenda there is the the financing of a sustainable recovery obviously it's uh uh, an interesting time. I say the word interesting in a, in a euphemistic way. Um, you know, you've got over here in, well, not here, but in Guernsey, we're COVID-free, which is very fortunate for us. We're a small island. We closed the borders pretty early. We went through the first wave, but other jurisdictions are not so uh, not so fortunate. You've got the, the third wave effective on new variant going through the UK. So, you know, a lot of people have maybe been saying that the, the, the recovery from COVID is possibly a, a, a premature tense, but I think it's you know, it's got to be thought uh, thought through. Um, it's been a major policy conversation over the course of the second half of 2021. Counterintuitively for us, we don't necessarily cover COVID so much in our podcast series, um, but starting this year particularly global events, uh, globally, like I said, uh, where the state of the, the, the pandemic is. What do you see, um, and again, not to sort of a spoiler alert for things that are going to be coming up next week, but what do you see as, say, key ingredients for a sustainable recovery from, a, from the Abu Dhabi perspective? Yeah, so all of these, again, will be discussed at the forum, but I think that as the world responds to, to the pandemic, um, what will be highlighted at the forum next week is that we need to focus on on addressing underlying and systemic factors through through a sustainability lens, um, and this is a key priority. But but what what does all of that mean in practice? So um, this includes um, very much integrating environmental and social considerations into our decision making, but also very importantly, reflecting a deeper understanding of the risks and how we manage them as well as, of course, recognizing the opportunities to create value for all of our stakeholders. As I mentioned earlier, um, Andy, we published the, the State of Sustainable Finance reports with the Ministry of Climate Change that very much talk about how the UAE is planning to drive a resilient yet sustainable economic recovery from COVID-19. That report is available on our website. And what I love about the reports, I mean, clearly it's outlined all the different efforts, but it also serves as a call to action to increase the adoption of sustainable practices and considerations into the business models to recover in a more sustainable way. So that will cover collaborating to create a framework uh, for integrating sustainable finance in the Emirates of Abu Dhabi, the UAE and the wider region, 
facilitating uh, dialogue, as we mentioned earlier, the needs for uh, further knowledge and awareness, um, specifically around um, specific products, and indeed uh, enhancing the quality and depth of sustainable finance products. Uh, from our perspective, Andy, uh, we will continue to work with with private, public, national, and international stakeholders um, to help the industry in Abu Dhabi, the UAE, but also in the region to play its full role in, in driving a, a resilient, but also sustainable economic recovery from COVID-19. And again, all of these to be discussed at the forum next week. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot to discuss there. And I hadn't appreciated that you'd published that latest report. The one I read most recently was the state of sustainable finance and, uh, you know, a, a lot of interesting stuff, uh, stuff there. But, you know, Finance and recovery, the scaling that you're talking about, uh, and the transition and, and, and the recovery. I think it's you know, it's a phrase that sort of came to prominence in the middle of last year. I think um, the race to zero, and you saw what with uh, Nigel Topping leading this, the race hashtag race to zero campaign, and we saw it in the uh, New York Climate Week um, in in September. I'm looking forward to Mark Kearney, who's probably the the god one of the godfathers of, of the movement. And he's speaking again at the AD, uh, this is the Rabbi Sustainable Finance Forum next week. He's an inspirational figure. I do remember his um, sort of tragedy of the horizon speech and uh, wonder what he was smoking first time round in, uh, I think, about five or six years ago now. Um, but, you know, he was so, you know, he was, he was so out there, you know, the, the rest of us have took four or five years catching up. But net zero is the agenda, I think, now. You know, we've got COP26 this year, um, you, know, uh, you know, and we had uh, oh, the, the big climate thing in Paris uh, uh, this week. Uh, but what role do you think the, the Abu Dhabi Sustainable Finance Forum, can it play or does it intend to play in the net zero agenda this year? You know, what, what, how do you see that uh, panning out for you guys? Well, I think indeed uh, the, the whole net zero uh, discussion has been has been a focal point across several conversations on uh, recently, and and I clearly we, we all agree that it's key that we invest in net zero world that our future generations really deserve. But I think Andy here, the question remains: so how realistic is this ambition? Um, and and mm. very much to, to answer this question, um, we have um, as you mentioned a dedicated session during. Sustainable Finance Forum that will talk about what the net zero commitments and impact measurements really look like for corporations and financial institutions, including pathways for asset owners and banks uh, to a net zero portfolio. I think the conversation still needs to be made. Uh, we need clear um, uh, measures. Um, uh, so please um, stay tuned um, for the 20th of January. Uh, more will be discussed there. Yeah, and um, I mean, not that I'm involved in marketing uh, for Abu Dhabi Global Markets, but I will give you another shameless plug. It's a hell of an agenda you've got there next week. Um, <laughs> so, you know, people listening, you've got you know, Mark Kearney, Mayred McGuinness from the European Commission. You've got your Minister of State. Um, you've got the uh, Woody Russell, Lord Mayor of the City of London. You've got the Finance Minister from Egypt. It's a real, it's an amazing collection of people. And then you've got the private sector. You've got Daniel Clear from HSBC. You've got Paribas there. Um, I've seen Lazard. So I've seen, you know, this, it's a real great mix. It's the sort of mix that we're, you know, we, we, we brought together for our Sustainable Finance Week last June and we intend to do again this later this year. So, but again, it's just a, it's a plug out there. Do go to the show notes It's uh, and follow the social media. So I'm looking forward to it, uh, Mercedes. The only thing that's going to disappoint me is I won't be there sharing it with you in person. Um, but it's going to be a great. But um, next year, 
absolutely. <laughs> and of course, you know, you know, we shall see about later this year. We'll get the passport. I'm waiting for my vaccine vaccination. Uh, I'm on the list. I'm one of the priority groups. Sad to say. Um, but there we are. I mean, but talking about COVID and joking aside, um, you know, we've got COVID, we've got ESG. I think, I think if anything else, there's, there are silver linings to what happened last year, um, both with the, the, initial, uh, the initial pandemic made, I think people uh, really sit up and take notice that, you know, the green finance and green, the recovery was, was the number one priority. Um, you know, it's very, it's, it, it seems ancient history now, but the year before that, it was, you know, it was Greta Thunberg, it was, it was Extinction Rebellion, you know, and it was a real big, you know, noise about um, sustainable finance. I think last year is, I think, when the dust settled and the pandemic occurred and people just, you know, finally took it all seriously and you know, made it, you know, a genuine step change in the commitment. But I think it's also brought the, the year 2020, the social side of ESG to the forefront. In Gensi Finance, we ourselves commissioned, this is outside our sustainable finance agenda per se, but we commissioned some research on the positive role of uh, governance for women in family offices. And that, that report will be published just in a couple of weeks, actually. Um, and we included the experience of the Middle East. And I know diversity and you know, gender equality is a specific area of your personal interest and something you're very passionate about. We've had conversations about it many times in the past. But I thought I'd just take the opportunity to ask you, you know, if you can, again, this is an opportunity to maybe shed a spotlight on you know, the state of play in the Middle East, which is much further ahead than I think some, um, you know, close-minded uh, Western types such as myself may be uh, aware of. But perhaps you can explain, you know, some of the diversity and gender equality movements that you're seeing, you're, you know, on the ground in the UAE in the Middle East. Yeah, so I think that, that as you mentioned, COVID-19 has brought to light, in a way, the materiality of social risk, uh, health and, and safety in particular, but also workforce dynamics, including gender equality, which, which impacts how companies worldwide will address diversity, inclusion, and the, and the gender gap. At ADGM, uh, we launched our, um, our gender equality initiative to strengthen gender balance and representation across all job functions and levels in the UAE. The initiative is based on, on three programs leading by example, working collaboratively, and championing effective change. So the work that we do is both inwards and outwards facing. Internally, we are rolling out salary reviews, developing unconscious bias training, and putting together flexible working practices and parental leave. But externally, we have also formed uh, partnerships with organizations that have the same goal. So these collaborations have now led to the formation of the Gender Equality Working Group, which has an objective to coordinate and amplify gender equality efforts by promoting international standards. Again, Andy, what I mentioned, looking at what's happening in the EU, what's happening all around the world and in other financial centers, and enhancing a capacity building. Let me also mention that uh, on a national level, um, significant efforts is also being made uh, in the UAE towards achieving greater gender balance at all levels across organizations. And perhaps just a few examples. We've seen recently some federal changes to paternity leave. Uh, this is a much needed start that will help balance out responsibilities. And we have also seen government edits um, to equal pay legislation. The law already existed, uh, but they are now tightening it up in order to reinforce um, the message. So quite a lot of great work going on in the UAE. And again, as ADGM, we're very much looking to, to promote uh, and help uh, 
um, scale up all of these efforts. Okay, so quite a you know a, a, a quite a progressive agenda, and I would say that with a small p as opposed to in the pejorative way it's, it's, it's sometimes termed. But um, yeah, pretty impressive stuff. Um, and again, they you know um, I think probably a news to a lot of our our listeners albeit having said that we do have a a, a good following in the, in the middle east which is uh, we're always you know, always pleased to, uh, to see on the data but look mercedes it's been great uh, speaking to you uh, and it's been great talking about uh, abu dhabi's commitment to sustainable finance and the and, and it's and, and the broader region and, and and the state of sustainable finance and next week's uh, conference or forum i should say and also you know we just talk about that gender equality and diversity agenda but one of the most interesting things that's come out for me personally over the course of these podcasts is the commonality of um, the interviewee's history uh, on, on this sort of agenda. Um, you know, and it's, it's always nice to understand, I think, just a little bit about people's uh, personal motivations. You know, some of the listeners will Google you, go on LinkedIn and see who you are and see your, see your CV after, after they've listened. But perhaps it'd be quite nice just now to give them a, a little bit of a taste of your your personal background and history and how you came to, to be speaking and you know, promoting the Abu Dhabi uh, Global Sustainable uh, Finance Forum 2021. You know, um, here we are at you know, second week of January 2021. You know, maybe a little bit about your backstory and how we, we got here today or you got here today, I should say. Sure. So, um, Andy, as you know, well, I'm Spanish, but actually I went to, I grew up in Brussels and went to um, university in Holland. And I then began my career at the European Parliament. Uh, I was working as a policy advisor to a UK member of the Economic and Monetary Affairs Committee. After Brussels, I moved to London, uh, where I work in financial regulation, um, the Financial Conduct Authority, as part of the investment uh, policy team. And after that, I joined Morgan Stanley and their government affairs team, mainly dealing with securities and market conduct legislation. And then, Andy, my life changed completely. <laughs> I moved to the Middle East to take a different focus uh, for my career and my personal life. And I have now happily spent three years um, in the UAE, leading the work on sustainable finance and gender equality for Abu Dhabi global market. So as you can see, Andy, my career seems to rarely follow a linear path. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andy. <laughs> so listen, well, I think we've come to the end of our, our, our podcast. Uh, uh, it's nice to start with uh, such a um, an exciting, uh, an exciting uh, person. Says yourself, but I'm facing platform next week, looking at the uh, the third Abu Dhabi Sustainable Finance Forum. Looking forward to a fresh new agenda for 2021. Is it the same as uh, last year? I think it's it's the same but different. And it's really, you know, really looking forward to, to hearing from Mark Kearney and others. And it was so glad for you to, to join us, uh, Mercedes. For me, the takeaway, and I've said this once or twice already uh, in, in our discussion, but to be able to shed a light on just how developed the sustainable finance agenda uh, is in, in Abu Dhabi and the broader region, just how much has already gone on, uh, you know, in terms of the development of the frameworks, the policy agenda, the the ecosystem that's already there and the learning that's already taken place and been transposed into creating what's probably I'm fair to say um, the leading hub uh, you know in the Middle East region you know quite clearly you've you know put you know not bet the bank but put it at the forefront of strategic development and I think to be able to for listeners to hear and uh, just get a little bit of a taster of just how developed 
uh, and, and in the peloton uh, Abu Dhabi in the broad region is, is going to be quite a nice little taster. And I'm imagining there'll be lots and lots of people uh, signing up for next week to hear even more and even greater depth of, of, of detail. I, I certainly am for one. So it just remains to say thank you ever so much again to Mercedes for your time and your insights today. Um, we do have a quite a back catalogue of interviews now, like I said. We've got a, a, a quite a, a following out there in, in the podosphere. Uh, you know, I'm pleased with the, the rating that the Green Finance Guide gave us as the, uh, one of the top 10 podcasts. We'll hope to have the accolade again in 12 months' time. So do find us um, wherever you uh, search for your Guernsey Green Finance or wherever you search your podcasts. Um, you can find us at guernseygreenfinance.org. We are guernsey.com. Interact with us on Twitter, and that's at GSY Green Finance, or on our main handle, which is at We Are Guernsey. And we'll also have links to Mercedes and the ADGM social media in our show notes. So do check these out to hear more from Mercedes. Um, and there's plenty more to hear, I guarantee that. And we'll soon be back with another edition of the Guernsey Green Finance podcast later this month. But in the interim, um, have a great week, uh, Abu Dhabi. Have a great uh, Mercedes. Have a great week um, next week. Uh, I'm looking forward to to watching. So um, you two do take care. Thank you so much, Andy. It's been a pleasure.